cube. All right, if you have your Bibles, you're in Luke chapter number two, a very common place to go at the Christmas season, and I love it. I can't get enough of it. I've enjoyed uh, reading about that. Tonight we'll be in Matthew chapter one and two, talking a little bit about the praise of the wise men. But today I want to talk to you about the shepherds that praised, the shepherds that praised. This month, we've talked about praising God with eternity in view, and the Christmas story has numerous characters that publicly praise the Lord. And so interesting to me that of all the people that uh, God could have spotlighted to praise Him and to know about the coming of Christ, it was a group of shepherds, fellows who were just common and sometimes disdained. They, They were out on the hillside sleeping under the stars watching most likely uh, expectant youths who are getting ready to have babies. And the babies, if they were, if they were properly, proper enough, would be offered as lambs to, to the, the temple sacrifices. And so this is, uh, if you've ever been to Israel, you will know they'll take you to the Judean hills right outside the city limits of Bethlehem. And they'll tell you where this is where we think the area was where the light shone at nighttime upon the shepherds, and this is where they heard the voice. But as you look at this passage of Scripture, you'll see that um, they, when they came and saw Mary and Joseph, that they left that setting and they went everywhere praising God for all the things that they had heard and that they had seen. You know, I I think all of us ought to look back over our life, whether you are young or old, whether you've been a Christian for decades, or you're not even a Christian yet. You and I all have a lot to praise God for. Now, all of us have heard things that are regrettable that we didn't want to hear. Maybe when you were a child, someone cursed you or called you a name or said you'll never amount to anything or you're dumb and you'll always be dumb or something of that nature. No doubt we have seen things that are traumatizing. I think of the men in this room and the ladies who, were, uh, who served in world, war, in world wars or in uh, Vietnam or Korea or, or in the, uh, the European theater of World War II. There may be a few folks might be still alive, very few. Those who have gone to the Gulf War, or maybe Afghanistan, you've seen some things that, that probably even to this day traumatize you. I remember the first time I, I pulled up on a wreck that I was an adult and I saw a man who had passed away. And I saw a family gathered around him and I ran over to him and I checked his pulse and attempted to try to do whatever I could to help him, but it was obvious that he was uh, in eternity and his wife and his mom and, and the family were there after the overturned vehicle. And I remember I was never really quite the same after that. When I, I saw a man pass away in front of me, it really, it, it didn't mess with me, but it certainly, it changed me. And there are some things, but you know, the truth of the matter is, most of us, the things we've heard have been good. And the things that we've seen have been fantastic. Most of us, if you look over your life, now a few people, they spend their life angry, mad, and puking all over everybody else about a couple things that happened to them at the expense of all the many things that have happened for them that have been good and gracious. Most of us, we don't stand around here because we're malnourished. You can just look at me and see that. 
You know, we, don't, we have had so many good things happen to us. Many of us have been face-to-face with the gospel and accepted Jesus. We know what it means to be loved. We know what it means to love. We know what it means to see God's hand and working. But when these shepherds got to hear and to see what they heard and saw, they could not help but praise the Lord. Look at verse 20, would you please? In your pastor scripture, chapter 2, verse 20. And the shepherds returned. What was the word that, that comes next? Glorifying and for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. As we think about this, you know, I love the shepherds. I, lo- I like every Christmas character. Mary, I mean, if you think about Mary, what an amazing young lady she must have been. Just to, just to contemplate And what she got a chance to do was miraculous, but it would come, as Simeon would tell her, with a sword that's going to pierce her through. Nobody wants to have a baby and then watch that baby be tortured. 33 years later, stripped naked, beaten bludgeon, beard pulled out, punched, swollen face, hanging on a cross. That'd be horrible. That's what she did. I think about Joseph. Joseph, because he was the the one to marry Joseph, he had to make some hard decisions. Thank God he was a just man. The thing I love about Joseph is that Joseph allowed Jesus to decide what his next step would be. He had probably no interest in living in Egypt, but he lived there. He didn't understand all that was going on in his life, but he knew that Jesus and what was best for Jesus would be best for him. And he adjusted his whole life based upon what was best for Jesus. I love that about him. The wise men, we'll talk about them tonight in our brief service this evening. I I, I think the wise men, based upon probably the writings of Daniel in Persia, and then watching a star, and traveling the four to 500 miles from wherever they were uh, on camels and, and horses to get to that location, to go and get an audience to the King Herod, and then to find their way out of the palace to see the star again and get excited, and then to come and bring gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, and praising a little boy that's walking around under two years old not in a manger, but in a house with his mother and giving them all those things. I just, I just think, man, that's, that's amazing, the sacrifice they would make. But the shepherds really impressed me. Shepherds were just common people working hard out in the fields at nighttime and uh, watching some sheep and expecting some of them to have babies maybe through the night. And there's when the light came on into them, and they got to see and hear some things. I love the shepherds because, first of all, they were privileged. They were privileged to be the first to be notified that that Jesus was born. That's pretty cool, isn't it? I think number two is, I like it that they were proactive. Once the, the, the angel left, they said, hey, let us go now and make haste. And let's go find this baby. And they were proactive. They didn't have to have be prodded. They didn't say, well, that was pretty neat. I like what I saw and heard there, but let's, let's let me get some shut-eye here. No. Let's, let's get out there. Let's go find us. And let's, let's identify what, what we just now heard. I like the fact that they praised God. 
Common people that praise God. I always like to be around people that are positive, don't you? I don't like, you, you know, some folks, you know, their cup is half empty. Some people, their cup is half full. Some people, they're not sure they even have a cup. But I want to be someone who really, and I look over my life and look over the things. Yeah, there's been some negative and hard things. But boy, isn't a God a good God? Isn't he worthy of our praise? Things that are a good report and pure and holy and lovely. Think on these things. Boy, you can do it. I, the other day I had someone tell me, start telling me negative things. And I said, you know what? I will never know what you know about all the negative things out there because I'm not looking for it. You dig up and try to find negative things in every scenario of life. And I'll never know what you know, and I'm kind of glad. Because that's, that's opposite what God wants us to do. He wants us to, he said, he said love covereth the multitude of sins. It doesn't, doesn't cover it and like it keep something negative, but it just, it, just, it, it understands everybody's human. Someone pointed out to me, wow, some folks of you like, they did bad things. I said, you know what? David was a man after God's own heart, and he did some bad things too. He was a known adulterer. He had a man killed. His kids broke his heart. I mean, just tore him up. The sword never left his house. But I still like to read Psalms 23. I still like to read Psalms 51. Still enjoy reading Psalms 95 with great edification to my own heart. You know, God has nothing to use but fallen, broken people. None of us. If you live a long time, you'll have that same story. You'll have some good times, you'll have some bad times. You have some times you're so blessed because of what you did right, you'll have some other times you're so regretful for what you did wrong. Just join the club. It's going to happen to all of us. But these common shepherds, they praise God. And then they couldn't help but proclaim what they had seen and heard. Let's look at this real quickly, if we can, please. Begin in verse number 8, would you please? And the Bible says, And there was in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. So basically, we're talking about Mary and Joseph, and God moved heaven and earth. He tapped on the shoulder of the, of the Caesar Augustus to tax the whole world. But it wasn't about the whole world. It was about getting one little couple from Nazareth 90 miles to Bethlehem because that was where the Christ child was to be born. And so God knew, you know, everything that's happened in your life, it's not by circumstance, it's by divine opportunities. And everything that happens to you is father-filtered. Now, I'm not saying everything that happens to you is caused by God because many of the hard things that happen to us are absolutely caused by sinful people and sinful decisions. Some of my own decisions have complicated my life, and sometimes it's other people's sinful decision that complicates my life, and you would have the same story. But God knows how to draw a straight line with a crooked stick. God knows how to make all things work together for good. And he, he used Caesar Augustus, what he thought he was going to get more money through taxation. Actually, the purpose was to get a little couple from Nazareth to Bethlehem, so a baby could be born, so you and I could join together on Christmas with forgiveness of sin and peace on earth with God. Well, we find here that in that same country where a little man and his wife were looking for a place to have a baby, 
Um, in the same country, there were some shepherds not too far away watching sheep. And the Bible tells us in verse number 9 what happens. Look at verse number 9. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore what? And the angel said unto them, Fear not, behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. I want you to know the first thing that comes to my mind, why the shepherds praise, is because they got a light shone on them. You know, I think that light to me represents people in my life. You know, every, the reason that the, that, the, that the wise men found Jesus because of a star and because of the scriptures. See, the star led them 400 miles to came over uh, the, 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 the holy land of Israel. But then they lost the star and they had to find someone to tell them from the Bible where in the scriptures was this king to be born. And they told him in Bethlehem of Judah, Micah chapter 5, verse number 6. You know, everyone who finds Jesus, I think, needs two of those things. They need a star and they need the scriptures. And you know, the star represents, in my mind, a couple things. Obviously, the Holy Spirit, probably. But I think it represents you and me. Do you know how God brings people to Jesus? Through other people. Through other people. I got saved because someone else led my dad to the Lord. And my dad exposed me to the gospel. And then I got saved because of the word of God and because of a star. You know, I want you to think back. What star did God use to bring you to Jesus? Who was it that God spoke to you through, humanly speaking? Was it a bus captain? Was it a brother? Was it a sister? Was it a son or a daughter or a grandchild? Was it a grandpa or grandma? How many are thinking of someone right now? And you know, if, you, if I ask you, you could tell me who they were. Yeah. You know, it's amazing to me. Last Sunday night, we had 10 people baptized. And it was amazing, the cross-section, a truck driver who came and sat right over here with his brother last week. And uh, his brother was sitting there. They were sitting there. They were in a truck stop over here at Petro's and and uh, they said, you know what, there's a church. We came here years ago. I think it's over in Hammond. And they got an Uber over here. Left their truck over there. The truck stop got an Uber here. And they sat there in the service on Sunday morning. At the end of the service, it's kind of interesting. I said, if you're not sure you died, you go to heaven. You can raise your hand. And one of the brothers raised his hand. The other brother said, what are you doing? Put your hand down. He goes, well, I'm not sure, man. <laughs> he said, well, put your hand back up. <laughs> and he put his hand back up. At the end of the service, Stan came down and someone showed him how to be saved. He told me, he came on Sunday night and got baptized, but he told me Sunday morning over here, he goes, Pastor, when you asked me that, it's like a, something like a sledgehammer hit my heart. Because I think I may have heard it before, and I accepted it in my head, but I know I have never really believed that in my heart. I would have gone to hell over the distance from my heart to my head. He said, I know now I'm God's child. I know now I'm saved. And old Mike said, Man, I didn't know. I thought you were already saved. I thought you told me you were already saved. because I, I don't know for sure. He goes, okay, we'll put your hand back up. And, and of course he got saved. It's just beautiful to see how that happens. And God brings someone else to someone else. But he uses a star. And I think these, these uh, shepherds praise God because of the star. And they also praise God because of the messenger. They got an angel. An angel in the Bible is a messenger from God. You might even read in like Acts chapter number 8, 
when the Ethiopian eunuch was going across, an angel of the Lord came to Philip and said, Philip, go out toward the desert. It was a messenger of God who told him to go out and to witness to someone. You know, I'm so glad that God put messengers in my life, Sunday school teachers. And and today I praise God for the stars that he put in my life, but also for people who would tell me what the Bible said. I thank God for pastors and Christian school teachers. I'll never forget my first Christian school teacher. My mom and dad took me out of the public school when I was in third grade and placed me in a Christian school. I was only in third grade, nine, eight or nine years old, but you know, I realized real quickly that my two teachers were teaching for very little money. Now, their husbands were working hard providing for them, but Mrs. Hutchinson was my teacher. And I realized I didn't understand it then as much. But boy, through the years, I thought, thank God for Mrs. Hutchinson. When she would lean over my desk and say, John, read this verse right here. John, write out this verse in cursive. I said, I just now spent two years learning how to print. You want me to write in cursive now? (laughs) But she said, I want you to write this verse out in cursive. And she said to me, I remember her saying, it was a kind of a difficult year transitioning from one town to another town and place in Fort Stockton, Texas, to Mobile, Alabama, and then to go to a Christian school out of a public school. But I remember her leaning over my desk and said, John, I think God wants to use you. We're praying that God will use you, John. You know, I'm thankful for the messengers of God. I think the shepherds praise God for a star. They thank God for the messengers. How many think of people in your life that you need to go back in your mind's eye and say, God, thank you for my Sunday school teacher. Thank you for the people that shared the gospel with me. Thank you, Lord. They praise God for this light. They praise God for the the messengers. I want you to notice something else they praise God for. Would you look at verse number 10? And the angel said unto them, by the way, they were sore afraid. They were terrified. I guess you'd be afraid too if you saw what they saw. That was the most uncommon thing that they thought was going to ever happen when they went to that hillside that night to wait to watch for sheep is for the whole mountain to get lit up with a heavenly host and an angel talking to them. But it terrified them. They were sore afraid. And then the Bible tells us, the angel of the Lord said unto them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy that shall be to all people. You know, this morning I thank God and I want to praise him publicly for the fact that he took some times in my life and he comforted me. When I really was terrified, going through difficult times, and I know I'm talking today, I quite frankly wish I could hear your stories. How many remember when you were so low and you feel like God just showed up with some sort of comfort? I'll never forget looking out the airplane when I found out my dad went into cardiac arrest and I knew the comfort of God as I cried looking out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area in that little airplane. And the man beside me said, son, you're going to be okay? I said, I think I'm okay. I just don't know if I'm going to land. My dad's going to be with the Lord. I remember hearing the coroner say, your son has sustained fatal injuries. I thought, my goodness, how how am I going to make it? 17 years old, we had him with us, and then, boom, he's gone. But boy, I'm so glad for the comfort of the Holy Spirit of God. So glad for a God who says over 100 times in the Bible, don't be afraid. Fear not. I don't know about you, i got a few things to praise God for. For those people who have had testimonies of righteousness, for those messengers who have taught my heart and taught your heart, 
for the Holy Spirit of God who brings a voice of fear not. Not only comfort, but he gives us good tidings of great joy. I don't know about you, uh, I can think of numbers of things I've already said that have really broke my heart, but most things in my life have brought me great joy. When I see Brother Bushy's family up here and thinking about it, they married into an Oregander and then, a middle, and then a Iowa and uh, different people from, from Kentucky. They've all married into that family. But just see a beautiful family trying to serve the Lord with their lives. Uh, I imagine there's been some hard times in the Bushy home, but most of them have been pretty good, haven't they? Most of them we can find great joy. And uh, I remember watching Linda go through five miscarriages from our first child, Tyler, until our second child, Derek. And the babies would, would make it through about three months, and one time or two times four months, and then the baby would die. And I just thought to myself, goodness, and Linda was saying, John, you don't understand, and I didn't understand. I never had a baby. <laughs> it, was, it was her and her body and her emotions and going through that. But the truth of the matter, I thought to myself, well, we're going to have one child after five miscarriages. And then the Lord turned the faucet on, and we had set eight more. Now think about how good God has been to us to bring us good tidings of great joy. And those shepherds were happy because of the good things they had heard. I want you to notice something else they were happy about. They got inside information on the coming Savior. You know, it's interesting. Most of the world doesn't know how to get to heaven from here. But these shepherds, they got inside information on it. How many of you got inside information on that too? You know how to get to heaven from here? He said, look, there's a Savior, and he's Christ, and he's the Lord. Savior, Jesus, Christ, the Messiah, the, the one who will pay for sin, and the Lord, he's the Master, and he's showed up in your town. And when you go see him, don't go look in the hospital. Don't go banging on the house of the doors. He's going to, and it's interesting to me, you know, when Jesus was born, God turned the light on the planet. When he died, he turned the light off for three hours while all of our sin was put on Jesus. When he died, when he was born, he was born publicly. You know, shepherds don't come. They didn't come to a hospital. They came to some place that was an open barn. It was a public birth. And when he died, he died a public death for everyone to see. But the beautiful thing is these shepherds found out that he was the Messiah. And even the Lord gave them a sign said, this is how you're going to know where to find him. Don't look in a baby bed. Don't look in a crib. Don't look in a hospital wing. No, go find where they might have a manger. A place where they could put a hay for animals and feed for animals. That's going to be his first baby bed. So they knew they needed to find a barn someplace. They need to find a stable, find something that was open. Because he would be born publicly and gave them that our time is up, but I want to say this, the wonderful thing that uh, they could praise him for, a chance to confirm to others. You know, they went and they found Mary and Joseph. And this young couple, they were struggling. They were probably impoverished. She was expecting a baby, making her way to Bethlehem. That's where the baby, away from her family, away from what she knew. And their heads are spinning. And they said to them, let me tell you what we just now saw and what God said your son's going to be. 
a Savior, a Christ child, and they confirmed to this little couple all that they, that they had experienced. And the Bible says, you know, the reason I know that is because I'm sure Joseph had a dream. They knew what to name the baby. He, he was told to go ahead and marry Joseph, marry Mary, but don't, don't be intimate with her until after the baby's born. And take on the reproach. You're going to have some rumors. Even when he was an adult, they said, oh, you were a son of an illegitimate child, a mar- a relationship. Because you're going to bear that your whole life. But get, it's okay. And then Mary, she had the encounter with Gabriel. She had that talk with Elizabeth. And now some people she doesn't even know come and say, hey, you know what God just showed us on the hillside over there? It's the Messiah. That baby is the Messiah. And it confirmed their hearts. I think about people who've done that to me. In times where I've been low and times when you've been low, they've come alongside and given you a hug or a handshake or a note, a word of encouragement. Keep on going. Don't quit. It's okay. All you dreamed about, all you heard, it's true. We just heard it too on the hillside. The last thing that they found out and they praised God for is because now they can have peace with God. And dear friend, if you're here today and you're not sure you have peace with God, don't leave this room without making peace with Him. He loves you. He wants you to have eternal life with Him and you can't have it any other way but Jesus. And if you've accepted Jesus, let me encourage you to follow and identify with him. Don't put it off. Do it today. There's not a better day in the world, in my opinion, than to identify with Jesus on the day that he's named after Christ must. Isn't it crazy? No one puts ex wean, <laughs> ex giving, ex of July. But the one Christmas. The one holiday named after our our Christ, X him out. No better day to identify with Jesus than on this Christmas weekend. I'd like to encourage you to do that. Let's pray together, can we? Dear Lord, thank you for shepherds. Thank you for what they could praise you for that I find I can praise you for too. Thank you for the comfort you've given me and our sweet friends that are here. Thank you, Lord, for the inside information of how to get to heaven from here. Lord, would you work in every person's life? I don't know where everybody is. There's some people in here, if they die today, they're going to heaven. There's others of them, if they die today, they're not. They're going to hell. They need to be saved. I pray you'd help them to be saved. I pray, Lord, everyone who's a Christian, Lord, would get over to the place where their heart is full of praise instead of complaint. Their heart is full of gratitude instead of aggravation and frustration because you've been so good to us. With their heads bowed and eyes closed, how many say, Pastor, I'm not sure if I die today? Or maybe you would say, Pastor, I know for sure I'm going to heaven. I have that assurance. I know where I was and what happened when I put my faith in Christ and I'm thankful for it. Would you raise your hand? Good, wonderful. I'm so glad. I hope you'll praise God right now from your own heart, right this moment. Tell him that you thank him for forgiving our sins and saving us. Thank God for the messenger he sent to you and the light that you were given. Thank God for the comfort you've received. Praise him from your heart. God inhabits the praise of his people. Let him inhabit your heart with praise right now.